Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. like there's just one horrific event after another as it relates to these protests and the police shootings and we really need to pray for the USA. I agree. I, I um I appreciate what the uh, officer said, you know, during the time of this latest shooting in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, and he said it's not about gun control. He said really it's about the condition of the heart. And that is the first time I heard anyone speak on that because it really is about the condition of the heart. We here need to return back to God. That's basically what's happening. And any time that you have the morals uh, and laws are eroding, the laws of morality are eroding, the, the, blur, the lines are being blurred between right and wrong. Whenever that occurs, you're going to have people that are turning away from God. And I believe that this is the time that the nations, the people of God, uh, the people particularly have to turn back to God. And today let's talk about what this looks like when we have turned back to God right now, I believe that spiritually and even literally we are a nation without walls. Mm. I mean, spiritually as a people of God, the walls have been laid flat because of immorality, because of lawlessness, because of lawless spiritual lawlessness, because we have not obeyed the truth of the word of God. We have not acknowledged him as God. When we knew to do good, we have not done it. And the city of God, the the people of God are in cities that have no walls around them, no defense. And so we see it in the supernatural. We see it also in the natural that the nation of America is a nation that does not have walls around it. The defense is laid flat. So let's talk about the need to rebuild the walls. And I'm not talking about the wall around the physical nation of America or its southern borders, but I'm talking spiritually the wall that the people of God need to erect or re-erect because we have allowed the walls of our spiritual nation to be laid flat. And because of it, now we as a spiritual people of God are without defense. But you know, even though we're talking about spiritual walls, we also, the natural walls, even though we're saying that we don't need any walls, but walls are important to a nation. It keeps the nation sovereign. You can't have, uh, 
other nations just coming in and out of your border. So there has to be something there that's going to keep the people inside this nation safe and also preventing those who are not going to go along with the, the rules or the values of this nation out. And it's not something where you're saying that we're prejudiced against that, but that's just the way that it is. As it is spiritually, that's the way it is naturally. Yeah, there are certain standards of righteousness that God requires. Be ye holy, for I am holy, says the Lord. If you want to walk with him, then you have to take upon you the form of God, and you have to be godly and righteous because he is righteous. And if you will follow him, those that are his disciples keep his commandments. That's just the way it is. You don't say, I'm a Christian. I mean, you can say it, but it's not so. You don't say, I'm a Christian, and you don't do the things that he says. He says, they, they that follow him, they that are children of God, they do what he says. They keep his commandments. So when we say people that come into a nation need to assimilate, be assimilated into the culture of that nation, it's akin to us saying we want to be a part of the family of of God. God. And then you need to assimilate yourself into the things of God. You don't come over here. You can come over here raggedy. Matter of fact, we all did, but then you have to allow God to clean you up and to fix you up and to put on you a new nature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. We say figuratively, I looked at my hands and they look new. I looked at my feet and they did too. It is the same hands. It is the same feet, but spiritually there's been a transformation on the inside and that change that happens on the inside. You just know it radiates to the outside because we have been willing to lay down that which we were used to and, and that which was comfortable to us that we might be transformed formed or transfigured into that uh, person that God would have us to be. You know, we've always been tripartite spirit, soul, and body, but it used to be that the body ruled and the, and the soul ruled the spirit. But now we are, we come into God and the right. spirit rules and the body is just the, the temple, the housing place for the spirit. And, and then the soul is subject to the spirit because now we are led by the spirit That's of right. God. God is in control. And that, and that is absolutely right, that God is in, in control, the king of glory, so that when we do come into uh, the kingdom of God, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're, allowed, we're saying, God, you are Lord. You are the possessor of my soul. You're the one that has control. And so we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and allow him to do that work in us to, to um, be the part of the kingdom in which he's calling us to be, even ambassadors and that's the reason why those walls are so important is that to keep us safe. It walls mean salvation and the deliverance. And we have to allow God to do the work inside of us. It's not like you said, it's not that we come in and, and we tell God what to do, although we would like we to try. do it. And we have done it in many times in our lives. But the bottom line is that God tells us what to do and not to the point that he's a tyrant. He's, he's a loving God, a precious God. He looks upon you and says, you are wonderful. You are beautiful. I want you to be prosperous. I want you to be all that I've made you to be. But when we are obstinate and we're disobedient, then we're saying, no, we don't want your way. We want the benefits, but Mm. we don't want to follow your way. And that's where we are right now. I saw a sign coming here and it says, God bless America. But I like to turn that around and say, America America bless God. God. Because God has been good to us. I mean, it's one nation under God, indivisible. 
And so and when we say one nation under God, that's the reason why we've been prosperous. It has not it's not because we have the greatest scientists or the intellectuals Amen. or uh, the genius. It's not it's not because of that. It's because we put God first as a nation years ago and it has traveled down through the line. But now what we're seeing now is we're that ashamed of him. We are, now as a we nation. are ashamed of him. We are now have integrated ourselves in the way of the world instead of integrating ourselves and assimilating into the kingdom of God. He said, be ye transformed by the, by the renewing of your That's mind. Right. In other words, I will take you as you are, but I need to make you what you need Absolutely. to be. You can come as you are, but you can't stay as you are. Absolutely. And that is the difference with the kingdom of God. We in America, we used to say, come as you are and then assimilate yourself into our culture. But now we're like, come as you are. And it's offensive to ask you to change. No, in the kingdom of God, it still requires change. It's, you come as you are, but you will be transformed into the people that God has deemed for you to be. If you are going to follow after him, you got to take up your cross and you got to do what he says. You are his children because you keep his commandments. My sheep hear my voice and a stranger there, they will not follow as they keep my commandments. And in that is the defense of God. In that, when you do that, I'm not saying bad things won't happen to you. Don't get me wrong, but I'm telling you, he said, I will be your defense. He said, I will. But the calamity that we are seeing right now in America, that is akin to a nation that does not have walls, a nation that is defenseless. If you want to know what would it feel like if the hand of God, the grace uh-huh. of God were lessened in our life, it hasn't been completely removed because this, it would feel worse than this. But if the hand of the because favor of, of God were, were being, it were being removed, if that defense were being lessened, what would it feel like? It would feel like what we see right now where you have calamity. I mean, you turn on the TV and you just wonder what happened today? And sure enough, the sirens are flashing. The breaking news thing is flashing. Some other catastrophe has occurred, whether it's in Texas or Louisiana or Ohio or California. Right. There's always a calamity, always a catastrophe. This one's worse than the last one. The next one will be worse than this one. And it's almost like you become dull of hearing the bad news because you know there's going to be bad news. And you want to shake the nation and say, would you awake? from your sleep and if the nation won't awake how about the people People of God God. I mean I'm not people say we're not a theocracy and you're right we are not a theocracy so we cannot expect the nation per se its leaders to fall down on their face and worship God it would be wonderful but we can't really expect that because it's not a theocracy but what we can expect what we must expect what we must have is a people of God fall Falling on their face, acknowledging their Savior, repenting of their sins, going before God to stand in the gap and to make up the hedge and to be that one that says that I will pray in the stead of my nation. And when you have opportunity to be placed in the ear of those who lead the nation, your responsibility is to speak truth to power and stop worrying about that I'm in the company of such and so and being carried away with the character of these but you need to be enamored with your God and not enamored with the men that God created you have to speak truth to power wherever and whenever he's put you in that place because these men and women need to hear that I don't care what their position is I don't care how you know lofty their their position is they need to hear the truth 
the unadulterated truth of God. Quit washing it down and quit trying to, you know, make it soft. The truth of God, sometimes it is bitter when you eat it. It is hard going down, but it is the truth of God. Let God be true. So what if we pass a law and says that things that are contrary to the word of God, if we, if we want to have these things be in our nation, it does not change or dilute the truth of the word of God. I don't care how many laws you pass. If it is against the word of God, it is against the word of God. We don't, the word of God does not evolve to, to accommodate our culture and to accommodate our sin. The word of God stands unadulterated and it does not need your backing or your amen. Let God be true. And And even if you and I stand against the word of God, we will be alive. That's right. Absolutely. And you know what you, you, when you look at the Bible, that's exactly what happened. The people of God, even the priests, the leaders, the king, they began to turn away from the Lord. And as a result, God loved them so much that he would send a prophet. See what you're saying and what we're seeing is a prophet. Listen, audience, this is a prophetic voice that's coming forth right now. When the people of God got off course, he would send the prophets to tell them, listen, you're off track. You're not following the way of the Lord. And he didn't send them one time. That's the mercy of God. That's the mercy of God. He sent them numerous a time until one time he sent Jeremiah when he had enough is enough. And he says, I'm going to take you. I'm going to bring you into captivity. And that's exactly what happened. And they thought even then the prophets, oh, they even told Jeremiah, oh, get away from here with that word. Go down there and tell them about that. But you know what he told told Jeremiah? He said, they won't want to hear you, but you go stand at their gate. You go stand at that. They might not invite you in, but you've got a word from me. You stand at the gate and you proclaim the truth because those who carry the truth of God in time of judgment are never welcome because what you have to say is bitter to the to the nature of man. It's hard to hear when judgment is at your door. It's difficult to swallow when you hear someone saying you have offended God and your sin will be judged. No one wants to hear that. But guess what? We have offended God and our sin is being judged and we have to be accountable before the Lord our God. You know, in the Bible, it talked about this. When the people of God was was turning away from God, they did what they wanted to they did what they wanted to do. And when they would go off to war and they mm. would fight, they would lose that war and they would come back and and and, and be bitter and say, wait, wait, wait a minute, God. What happened? Well, what happened? You're supposed to be with us. And he said, shut up. He said, there's sin in the camp. Sin Remove the it. Camp. And that's exactly what it is. We're seeing ourselves now where where we're being attacked from all ends. We're from inside. From inside of this country. We have turned away. And not only that, but the church have integrated, assimilated in the way of the world instead of influencing the world. But I do believe that now is the time that God is, is going to send forth and is sending forth prophets to speak to the body of Christ and saying to awaken return unto me. I can imagine because he's such a wonderful God and gracious God, a merciful God that he is 
speaking with compassion and said, turn now to me because what is getting ready to happen. Listen, God's going to have his way. God is going to call some things to happen upon the earth. And it's now happening that people are going to cry out to him. Those who were unpersuadable, those who are incredulous, those who didn't believe he even existed is going to begin to start crying out for God because there's no other hope. There's no other way, but to recognize that he is God and there will still be some that will be hard hearted and will not turn but God said he wished that none would perish but that all would come into the knowledge of who he is and so if he would destroy this nation without the opportunity for repentance he would not be God and so that's what we're seeing even right now that and, God's going to have his way and it's, but, it, but the word of God is so true on every front he said God is not mocked that's what he said Listen, he, he will not be mocked by America Russia, England, it doesn't matter. He is not mocked. If you have sown to the flesh, if you have sown destruction, you will reap what you have sown. And America, unfortunately, has sown in immorality, have sown in wickedness, have sown in the things that are contrary to the word and to the truth of God. And now we are beginning to reap the things that we have sown. But it's not even so much America. My plea is for the people of God, because if the people of God. God that are called by his name would humble themselves and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. God will hear from heaven and God will heal the land. We keep saying it because we haven't done it. People say, but we are praying. Listen, it's not just praying that he requires. Mm. He requires that we humble ourselves and turn from our wicked ways and seek his face. Not just to pray. We can pray, but you got to do all of the other four things that are required so that God would come in and heal this land. This land is in need of a healing. The walls need to be rebuilt. We have tried to do this thing our own way, not just in America, but in the church. America has turned its back on God, but the church, the church, the people of God, we have forsaken the truth of God and we are changing our bylaws and our, and our word that we preach because we want to go in and compromise the truth because the nation is going this way. So, so goes the church. Not so that is not the, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. It should be the church goes this way. And so goes the nation. We are following those that have, we have been called to lead. We are being led by those who are walking in darkness. How can they lead? And they walk in darkness. That's why we're all clamoring around in the daytime, not knowing where we're going, fiddling around this nation does not have a moral leader right now. It doesn't even have a fit, a natural leader right now. Even listen, even within the white house, we need a leader that is willing to lead without apology and lead under the moral compass of the truth of the word of God. We need someone that will stand up and decree the word of God and proclaim the truth of God and unapologetically, you know, speak over this nation. What is right? I don't, you don't have to even be saved to call right, right and wrong, mm. wrong. We are still, we are muddying the, the line. 
line between right and wrong and good and evil. You don't have to be saved to know what's right and what's wrong. We're trying to make it so gray. You don't you don't have to be a male. You don't have to be a female. This doesn't have to be right. You don't have to call it wrong. You don't have to call it sin. You don't have. Listen, right is right and wrong is wrong. And God forbid when we try to muddy the muddy the line and try to call evil good and good evil because we will reap exactly what we sow. Absolutely. You know, we have the power. The church, the body of Christ have the power to change this nation. To We have the power to be the influence. We have the power to even when in the times when these elected officials or those who want to be elected, when the first thing, the pl- first place they go to is to the church to begin to get the vote. But when is it when we're going to say, do you believe, listen, we hear what you're saying, but we got some questions to ask you. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? And do you believe? show up other than just on election right. week? Absolutely. Do you believe in this? Do you believe in that? And be able to say, listen, if you don't believe in this, we can't vote, vote for you. And I cannot, being a man or a woman of God, convince my congregation to follow you. And if we would stand for that, if we stand for righteousness, believe me, they're, even, they're either going to get right or they're going to have to be kicked to the curb. Why is it that we have to elect Compromise. and select those they give us how come we don't put up elected or people of God that we know that walk in integrity that's not one that's that's easily going to be led astray the one that know what they're doing they follow the word of God how come we don't put those individuals up and then put them out there support them and and get them elected so that we can have people in high places making the right decisions living right for the Lord turning this nation back to God I'm telling you we have the power to do that. Even when we talk about Esther uh, in, in the Bible, I mean, God put her in a position where she really did not want to be, but there was purpose in this thing. And as a, as a, as a result of Esther being in, in the position that she was in, she stopped a whole nation of people from being annihilated. And not only that, but she turned the hearts of the king that now the king's treasure was going toward helping the people of God to build, to build the, the temple. And that that's what God wants us to do. There are some out there that have the influence that follow God, that are living a righteous life. He is calling you forward. I think we've said this before. He's calling you forward to stand in those positions that you may right or wrong, that you might be the example that a young person might look at and says that that's what I want to be. And I want to live my life the way that individual is living. God is calling and he's tugging for people of God to stand up and to get in position and be begin to be influencers instead of being influenced. Messiah is calling us to a higher place of praise to stand upon the mountain and to magnify his name, to tell all the people, every nation that he reigns. Messiah is calling us to a higher place of praise. Messiah is calling me to a higher place of praise to stand upon the mountain and to magnify his name to tell all the people in every nation that he reigns oh that's it let your voice ring to a higher of praise everybody Zion is calling me to a higher place. To a higher place of praise. 
Stand upon the mountain. Stand upon the mountain. And magnify. Every nation that he reigns, I can hear Zion calling, calling me to a higher place. Come on, sing it again, Zion. It's calling me to a higher place. It's a call of authority to stand upon the mountains and to magnify, to make his name larger. In any situation, to tell all the people, every nation that he reigns, I can hear Zion call. It's calling me. That's right. God is calling us to a higher place of praise. He's calling us to come up to the standard that he set for us long ago. You know, his word is true. It says it's from everlasting to everlasting, and it said it will not fade away. What was good two or 3,000 years ago is still good today. And I'm telling you, the word of God endure forever. And that's where he's calling us to, is that his word will cause us to stand. His word will cause us to build walls again. His word will cause the, the people, the nation to be restored. His word will elevate the church to the place where we're supposed to be. His word will cause the church to, to be servants to the people and supply their need. We're not to be going to man or going to the government and asking with our hands out all the time government has its place but God is the king of king and the Lord of lords he is the one that he said that he will provide our every need he is the one that doesn't have the 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 restraint on it all he asks you is to obey him and that he will pour forth upon you he will give you the abundant life and I'm telling you we have to get back to that place where we are worshiping God where we're living holy before the Lord where we're speaking the word of God and doing the word of God we have have to get that back to that place to our first love we have to come back to God we can't survive this thing no other way but going you know man think they got the answer well mm. why is this why is that if we do this then we can get that result listen they've been doing the same thing all all these many years and you still get the same results because man does not have the answer it's God that has the answer and when we begin to realize that we'll begin to see some things changing I just believe that God, I know God is calling you and he's calling you to step forward. He's calling you to speak up and to speak out. Oh my God, he's calling you. Amen. And we're going to pray. Dear God, we do thank you for affording us a privilege and an opportunity that yes. you have given us once and again to come into your presence, to stand upon the mountain and to magnify your great and holy name. Would you, dear God, as we have prayed many weeks in the past, forgive us of our sins mm. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Even before we get to praying for America, we pray for the people of God. We as a people have failed you. We as a people, dear God, we have not upheld the standard of righteousness. And dear God, I pray on my behalf, on behalf of the people of God, mm -hmm. that you, Father, would wash us and cleanse us, dear God, that you would create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit in us, Father, that you would try us again, dear God, that you would look beyond the many faults and failures of our past. And God, would you give us a fresh start in you? 
that we can come before your presence, dear God, magnify your name and be those people that help your kingdom to be done in the earth, even as it's done in heaven. Breathe fresh upon us. We thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.